The IAB Digital Audio Council presents the State of the Nation Industry Sessions. We love bringing industry together. Definitely the industry is, is moving forward. And audio is becoming more important. Powered by the nation's leading audio companies. For more information, visit iabaustralia.com.au. Now, here's Ralph Van Dyke, founder of Eardrum. Good morning, um, fellow marketing movers and shakers. So now you're interested in audio, right? Well, um, it's interesting for me because, uh, as Vijay said, we've been running a, a specialist audio agency for 25 years, and we've been making campaigns and um, content for brands around the world, um, as I said, for 25 years. But for the first time in our history, I feel like we're in a fashionable industry, you know, which is kind of a weird feeling, really, for us. Um, uh, audio is growing and uh, and going from strength to strength. There's voice-activated devices. There's m- increased number of devices that we take with us. Uh, audio gives us something to do while we're doing something else. And uh, that isn't going to change. Our lifestyle is changing and audio is becoming more important. Technology is changing, which means more brands need to spend more time understanding how to reach their customers and consumers through their ears. Um, Vijay gave you a lot of the stats, but uh, one of my favorites is that 100 million more headphones will be sold this year than there were three years ago. Um, and it's not just people connected to some of the, you know, the, the newer digital audio platforms. Commercial radio's audiences are still uh, at record levels. People still want live content. People still want a connection to their local community. Um, and they want to do it in real time, and they don't necessarily want to, the, 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 uh, the pressure of curating it themselves um, and a shared audio experience. But the way listeners listen to radio is very, very different to the way listeners consume some of the new audio platforms like podcasts and streaming. And uh, such is the level of engagement to those new uh, platforms. If your advertising creative isn't tailored to those new platforms, then I don't think you'll, you won't just be ignored, you're you'll running the risk of being resented. And I'll explain more in detail as we go forward, but I first want to give you a bit of a whirlwind tour of some of the, the many benefits that you, you can explore with the uh, digital audio platforms. The first of which is, is targeting and measurability. Um, Spotify and Pandora, they will know exactly who's listening, when they're listening, and where they're listening. So if you want to target females in Brisbane in their final year of high school, then no problem. Uh, podcast makers know how to uh, how many people downloaded, and depending on how they downloaded, if the, if it's through a um, one of the gateways like Podcast One or uh, Wooshka, they may also know who listened and for how long. But given the majority of podcasts are downloaded through iTunes, uh, Apple haven't really been too forthcoming with their metrics, so that information is, is really only available at the moment to a smaller proportion of podcast listeners. Uh, radio streaming services via uh, radio app and I and uh, iHeart, they uh, can also track and measure listeners, um, information uh, uh, yeah, to, to allow uh, brands to get closer and, and understand their audiences better. But people streaming traditional radio is still a smaller, po- smaller uh, size of the population, but that is also growing. But with all this lex- extra lovely data, uh, you, can, uh, you can benefit from less wastage, and you have the opportunity to make your messages a lot more 
compelling and a lot more relevant. So I want to dive in a little deeper into some of these specific ones, like uh, uh, music streaming. Uh, the benefits are, are clear. Uh, radio, uh, sorry, that you, you can reach, uh, sorry, listeners to uh, some of the more non-commercial stars of music or non-mainstream stars of music. Um, you can uh, have visuals to support your audio, uh, clickable banner ads, personalizing the radio ads as, as well as another opportunity. But here, here are a couple of examples from uh, some, some of the existing campaigns that, that have been on Pandora and Spotify to give you an example of, you know, you, you can personalize to an extent to the audience that you're reaching at that time. How do you get flexible for a workout? With osteo, physio, or you could try stretching it out with some killer workout tunes. Yeah, that'll do it. So loosen your limbs and get moving with the Pandora Workout Station, brought to you by Medibank Corporate Health Cover. So to sponsor a, a, a specific um, playlist, knowing that the listener is doing, probably having a workout or going for a run while they're doing it, you can be more, more specific in your messaging. Um, and here's an example from Spotify that also has a, that uh, takes that. And done. Boom. That's enough number crunching for one day. The only crunching I want now is on Nando's irresistible sweet potato chips. So you can see the audio accompanying, uh, sorry, the visual accompanying the audio. Um, and in case you missed it, which you, you would have because this is not the ideal listening environment for um, uh, a music streaming service, if you're listening on your headphones, you would have heard that ad with a sort of a, a 3D sort of sonic treatment, um, which is tailored, as I said, for the listeners through headphones. Pandora and Spotify are continuing to develop new uh, advertising opportunities and platforms and products uh, with Pandora's responsive ads and muted videos. Um, and soon we'll be able to enjoy uh, personalized radio ads where uh, we're using data to create smarter ads uh, using the listener's own name, for example, uh, or tailoring the background music to the style of music that you generally listen to. Uh, the guys that developed this technology in the UK contacted me about a year ago and just asked for my, my take of it. And without a doubt, it'll get listeners' attention. Um, but in my view, no amount of personalization or, or sound uh, 3D wizardry uh, is a substitute for a compelling piece of audio and compelling creative. Um, in fact, it better be a good ad because if you're using my name in, in a crap ad, <laughs> then I'll kind of resent you and think this is a bit like sort of identity theft. Um, and so, uh, I mean, a lot of telemarketers call my home and, and, and know my name and I still hang up on them. Um, so I think, you know, there's no substitute for a good piece of creative and a good insight to, to, to build your creative around. Um, next up is podcasts. I'll just have a little look, a closer look at podcasts um, and the opportunities that uh, around that. The, the, the type of audience is, is uh, higher caliber, I guess, more discerning audience because they are being very specific about the subject matter they're choosing, uh, more cerebral content, um, a uh, concentrated, even, even the catch-up listening from the radio stations, it's, it's concentrated on, the, on, the, on the, the spoken bits, none of the pesky music getting in the way. Of, of Hamish and Andy, and um, uh, low ad avoidance, uh, native or near-native advertising. You can be right 
in the content, the presenter and hosts read the, uh, the, the, the advertising in most cases. And plus you have the opportunity to not just be, be near the entertainment, brands can actually be the entertainment with some of the branded podcasts uh, that are available. eBay uh, uh, have created, uh, or Gimlet have created a, a podcast called Open for Business, very sort of specific um, audience that they're targeting, brought to you by eBay. Um, GE have uh, created the message and also Decoding Genius here in Australia. Um, uh, we're working with uh, HSBC on a, on a podcast called Making Names, which is aligning HSBC Premier Banking with luxury brands and uh, aligning that particular division of their, their bank with the, with the you know, names of Prada and Hermes and all those amazing stories that go with those brands. And, and with executives particularly using podcasts, they load their, their smartphones before they take off on their business trips. Um, they're walking through duty-free and what's all around them with all those amazing brands. So it's a nice way of reaching those hard-to-get audiences uh, with, with relevant uh, entertainment brought to you by a bank that wants to be associated with those brands. And then we come to uh, streaming radio uh, and, and DAB Plus and the opportunities around, around those platforms. You're able to capture more data about the listeners uh, who stream broadcast radio and platforms such as iHeart will allow you to get even closer to uh, ABC content, hem the bid, ads in the middle of Hottest 100. I don't know if I'll thank you for that, but uh, whatever. Um, and in the US, uh, iHeart can uh, serve specific ads to the people streaming via uh, their digital platforms. So you can get geo-specific campaigns uh, uh, and, and more tailored advertising. Branded digital stations like um, Coles Radio and Chemist Warehouse Radio also provide uh, the opportunity for some in-house, uh, sorry, in-store marketing opportunities that's on some of the DAB Plus stations. And there's spectrum available for, from all the networks which you can, which you can um, use. So plenty of exciting new opportunities for advertisers and better data means better targeting. But simply being on these platforms isn't enough. You need to apply this data to produce tailored creative. Your creative still needs to be compelling. We have this large sign on our agency wall and this keeps our creatives honest. It reminds us of the way people consume advertising. The N stands for nobody and the C stands for cares, and I'll let you imagine what the F stands for. But that is a reminder that the listed really doesn't give a monkeys about advertising. We have to make them care, and that's the job of the creative. Unless it's interesting and compelling, they'll zone out. You may, they may not be able to skip you, they may not choose to skip you, but mentally there is a skip ad button like there is on, on the pre-rolls of YouTube and they're counting down five, is this interesting, four, is this boring, three, this guy's pushy, two, zone out. So your ad needs to still be compelling and intrigue the listener and invite them into the campaign, into the ad. And remember, you're interrupting their entertainment. So you better come bearing gifts in the form of uh, entertainment or an amazing offer, but I hear too many examples that just assume the listeners care, and, and in most cases, they don't. In traditional radio advertising, it's, it's absolutely important as well, but doubly important for these platforms where the level of engagement is so high. You are literally in the listener's head. They have to process you. While you have to get inside their head for them to process you. 
so uh, you run the risk of either leaving a good impression or a bad impression, but you will leave an impression. Listeners, the podcast and streaming services have a huge sense of ownership about the, uh, what, what they're listening to. They have curated the podcast. They have chosen the subject. They have curated the music on their playlist. Sure, they, they accept the trade-off of you give me entertainment, I give you my ears to listen to your messages, and we'll have to sit through an ad or two, but it's not an ad break. Often it's, 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 it's usually a soulless ad. There's no clutter to cut through. Engagement is already through the roof. The listener has allowed your brand into their head via their headphones, so respect them. Act like you belong in that environment. And that means creative needs to be more conversational, a lot more authentic, and, and probably more subtle. If you, take the, if you apply the rules to, to traditional advertising where you really have to try and cut through in an ad break, um, it's going to stick out really badly in some of these other platforms. Um, or in the words of, of my 19-year-old daughter, who's a music streaming and a bit of a podcast fan, I asked her what message she has for advertisers. And she simply said, after a bit of, a bit of consideration, as much of an, as a 19-year-old will consider anything, I give it about three or four seconds, she said, don't be a dick. I, was like, I go, okay, wait. And I had to clarify, are you sure she wasn't talking about me? No, uh, she's talking about advertisers. So I asked her to elaborate. And uh, confirming uh, what she actually meant, she meant, don't be desperate. Make sure your ads don't sound desperate and pushy. Think you're buying a bike this week at, I won't say the name of the brand, uh, but you kind of know where I was going. Uh, um, you don't need to be desperate. Uh, you don't need to be insincere. Hi, Jane. Where are you off to? I'm off to the insert brand name here. Wait for me. That's just bollocks. It's not going to stand. It's not going to work on this, these platforms. Don't be corny. All those terrible jokes that seem half okay when you're writing them, but in, a, in an audio platform, they, they're terrible. And uh, finally, don't be complicated. She's a creative. Okay, so we have to, we have to take um, some. Um, uh, uh, we'd be a little flexible with the spelling. But don't be complicated, overcomplicated. People are doing something else when they're listening to audio. Don't give them difficult facts and figures to remember. Keep it simple. If, you, if your ad does, it takes, those, takes that tone of voice, if your ad comes across, your brand will come across as being a bit of a dick. So this is the sort of advertising that wouldn't work. Break free from ordinary and go on holiday. Tiger Air have 1,000 seats for just $10 for four hours. Looking for a new Renault? The big event is on now at Dominelli Renault for four days only. It's Australia's most grueling test of teamwork and camaraderie. So if those guys talk to me in the middle of my podcast, which was entertaining, engaging, and, and smart, or my music playlist, which was maybe a chilled playlist that I listen to before I go to bed, I'd, I'd be annoyed. And they would leave a very bad impression. So uh, your ads need to be sympathetic to the environment, more so in these platforms than anything, which is why the majority of advertising tends to play a bit safe. On podcasts, the uh, default is a host-read uh, ad. Um, for example, uh, this from Mark Maron on the WTF podcast. Here's an example of the sort of thing he does. We're also sponsored by Books, online flower delivery that never disappoints. High-quality farm fresh flowers that aren't cut until you order them, so you know they're going to be fresh. And save 20% when you order early at Books.com. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com. Use the promo code WTF for 20% off. So, I mean, that's his kind of natural style of delivery anyway. You know, he's a stand-up comedian. Um, 
he's pushy and he's got a vaguely sort of aggressive tone. So it's kind of in keeping. Um, and if it's not a host red ad, it'll, it'll sound like it's someone from the production crew doing the ad in the case of um, This American Life. Support for This American Life comes from Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage and get a secure, transparent home loan approval in minutes. Skip the bank, skip the waiting, and go completely online at quickenloans.com slash American. I mean, and they're all fine. I mean, they, they are kind of subtle, uh, is the positive spin <laughs> on them. Um, they're understated. Uh, they don't get in the way of the content. And the host and the producer or the producer endorses the, the, the brand and it feels sort of integrated and seamless into the show, um, which is why, the, uh, according to the Comscore uh, study, ads within podcasts were found to be the least intrusive uh, when compared to other types of digital ads. But we would be doing our clients a disservice if we were just aiming for least intrusive or least annoying ad of the week. <laughs> you know, we, we can do so much more. We have the listeners uh, attention. They're engaged. Our creative should be there to be engaging and entertaining, and that's what's going to make it memorable. You also need to use your brand's assets, your brand's audio assets. We encourage all our clients to allow them to make to, to, to allow us to make them an audio logo, something that will be increasingly valuable as they move forward. McDonald's do it. Uh, Telstra have done it. Um, all those sonic brand triggers that you hear, they will be uh, able to be inserted into some of these uh, growing uh, audio environments. Um, uh, and and yeah, as I said, as, as audiences grow, they'll become more and more useful. A good example for how a brand has taken its audio assets and applied it to some of these new uh, environments is Motel 6 from the States. Um, this was on uh, Pandora, and uh, I think it's a good example of how they've taken uh, their traditional campaign, which has been um, hosted by a longtime brand spokesman, a guy called Tom Baudet, and they've made a specific ad to be used on on, on, in, in Pandora, in their advertising on, on Pandora. And I'll just give you an example of this. You may not be familiar with the campaign, but you hear this guy's first few words. Anyone in the States will go, ah, oh, it's Motel 6. So this is the end of the song, and then it goes into the ad. Hi, Tom Bodet. Motel 6 is a lot like this streaming music thing, because you get to skip what you don't want and stick with the good stuff, like skipping the overpriced room with the shea butter and flaxseed scalp revitalizer, when all you really want is a clean, comfortable room and the lowest price of any national chain. As they say in the music biz, it's all killer, no filler. Book now at motel6.com or on your smartphone. I'm Tom Bodet for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. So it's, uh, it's more of a traditional ad, but I think it's respectful to the listener and it's subtle enough, but it's also unmistakably from that particular brand. So if, you're, if you don't have those audio assets, as a, your brands don't have those audio assets, consider how they could um, develop some. Uh, it, up until then, then the sort of the advertising which we're currently hearing is, is more direct, simpler advertising such as this. You hear lots of new songs on Pandora. Did you know music can help in the development of your child's brain? Help your children at every stage of their development by finding everything for growing minds at Officeworks. So there's a way of combining, uh, you know, it's, I mean, maybe they uh, tailored that ad for the environment that it was in, but uh, it was understated and, and a, a more subtle piece of creative. Um, 
Getting back to live reads, uh, when a, a, a host really uh, in, embraces the brand that they're talking, it's the same with broadcast radio, then you really get something beyond, uh, you know, with, with the endorsement, you really get a great value piece of, of marketing. Uh, in this case, Russell Brand went off on one uh, on uh, when asked to do the live read for MeUndies. MeUndies is a type of pants. <laughs> it's got the most comfortable underwear you're ever going to bloody well get. And I'll tell you something, what's more and all, is it's insane how good they make you feel. They fit all real nice and horror show. They don't ride up into your wasp name and they literally... Now, if you can imagine this, Matt, this product I'm, that I'm reading about now, mm-hmm. and, well, you know, I'm going to say it, me undies they'll suck moisture out of your skin so you stay stay cool but not in a vampiric way like a pair of parasite pants in a way that's absolutely beneficial to you and makes your life better than it would have been had you not had them oh, so that's, that's, that's really good Russell what else is there etc so I mean they're, they're vaguely taking the piss but in a way that you would hope that your hosts did treat this kind of marketing and as a brand you've got to be you've got to be flexible with you know you've got to give your brand uh knowing uh, to that brand knowing that, they, that there's the potential for them to go off script but that's not a bad thing if you really want full control then you know motel six is a style of advertising that, that could work and that's why uh, often the offer code advertising works on podcasts uh because people are engaged to everything that they're saying but Still, you have to apply the normal rules of marketing. Uh, I hear loads of live reads where they get straight to the call to action before they've explained why I should. Um, Don't tell them how to buy before you've told them why they should buy. I mean, that's just normal sort of rule of advertising. Um, And uh, the other watch out, I guess, for some of the host-read advertising is that the more they do, the the more they are in danger of devaluing their currency. Mark Maron's WTF podcast. I don't know if anyone, has anyone listened to that show? Um, a few of you. I feel it's kind of borderline getting to saturation point with the amount of ads he does. And uh, they sort of roll into one into another. So, um, and also it's important to vary your script because listeners are habitual. They'll listen to the same podcast on a weekly basis. So change the way you're saying the same message. Pod, um, Squarespace, are you listening? Um, the uh, find, yeah, finding new ways of saying the same thing is important, and um, there and, and that's why I guess there's new forms of uh, advertising coming forward with with uh, in in podcasting. People are getting a little more creative with their with their ads. This example is from a, a podcast called Twice Removed, and it's a show which is taking uh, a guest back through their their family history and it's kind of a, an archival sort of style of show they, they go through and, and look at the family tree um, and their advertising has taken a bit of a spin on that as well they've, they've uh, taken a kind of uh, vintage live jingle style uh, and applied it to their ads I'll give you a little blast of that blue aprons what you're looking for great home cooking at your door Hey, I'm your host, AJ Jacobs, here to tell you about our sponsor, Blue Apron. Like my ancestors who were farmers, I prefer to cook with fresh quality ingredients. So uh, it's a nice way of approaching it. And as a listener, you kind of go, yeah, nice. Okay, I get what you're doing. Um, And Blue Apron come across as being a brand that knows what that they also come across as a brand that's also a fan of the podcast that that I enjoy. Also, uh, an example from uh, a show called Startup, 
And uh, they've taken a journalistic approach in their advertising uh, with Ford, where they call Ford HQ and, and ask them about new uh, initiatives. This episode of Startup is brought to you by Ford Motor Company, where engineers wear special suits that make them feel old to make a car where anyone can feel comfortable. This is exactly what we have to think about. Right. Who's driving our cars? Not just 20s and 30-year-olds. I spoke to Katie Allenson, a human factors engineer at Ford. She told me the elderly suit comes with weights on the feet, braces on the knees, torso, neck, and headphones that reduce hearing. It's like a straitjacket, but a popular one. Ford, literally engineering human kindness. See Ford.com slash startup for more on Ford's empathetic design. So quite quite how long that style of advertising can be sustained because it's longer length, it's more involved. Uh, if they can keep the prices up uh, for those solar sorts of advertising, then great. But in time, I imagine there's going to be more pressure on the uh, on, on the. Um, um, inventory, and they may have to re- revert to being you know, slightly shorter messages and, and uh, a different style. But what, what's great about those examples is they sound as if they are, or they're probably not made by people who normally make ads. So they're, they're, they don't have the cliches and, and some of the things that uh, uh, some of the other advertising that you hear out there suffer from. But what's bad about them is that they are not made by people who normally make ads. So uh, they sometimes lack the strategy and thinking that, uh, that someone who's involved in marketing or understands uh, cr- specific advertising creative may not understand. So it's, it ticks the box on it being integrated and more like uh, the, the content, the programming content, but it can sometimes lack some of the impact that you might need from a brand perspective to, to make it better. So uh, to, to, to summarize... I believe that the solution is possibly some in, in, in middle ground uh, between the some sort of pragmatic, s- simple advertising that we're hearing on, on streaming services and podcasts, um, and then the best examples of more conversational, entertaining campaigns that you may hear in a broadcast context. And it doesn't need to be complicated. It shouldn't be complicated. It just needs to be authentic and considered and, and integrated into the environment that you're in. For example, in Australia, you take some of the campaigns that are out there at the moment. For example, um, uh, the, the UE TV commercial. Say, uh, say that guy was uh, asking the podcast host for his life and, and, or going through a, uh, uh, the, the insurance questions that they would ask and to demonstrate that through UE, they would actually get a cheaper insurance uh, poly- uh, premium than they're currently uh, paying at the moment. So you could use the guy from the TV campaign in that environment and that would feel legitimate. As a listener, I go, yeah, fair enough. Um, then there's Mean Livestock Association. They could uh, have tried to cram as many diverse nationalities into the podcast studio as possible in support of their Never Lamb Alone uh, diversity campaign that they've been running. So there's ways of taking what you're doing in, in mainstream media and applying it to this environment and it feels right. It just feels considered, and as a listener, you go, yep, there's a tick. And, um, and too often, our screens and our headphones are full of uh, average or worse, boring ads, and worse is that no, no one's really nailed for it. That really annoys me. <laughs> um, it's, the, it's never the right decision to make something that's going to be forgettable. And uh, use the tools, use the metrics, use the data that, you've, uh, that, that comes with all these new digital platforms to better understand your target audience uh, and then give them highly, highly 
engaging, give that highly engaged listener uh, the respect they deserve with compelling, creative, uh, bloody good ideas, and ideally, no dicks. Thank you very much. The IAB Digital Audio Council presents the State of the Nation Industry Sessions, powered by the nation's leading audio companies. For more information, visit iabaustralia.com.au.